This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Another pair of bills introduced this week aimed to create a safer online environment for children. One would help parents set stronger privacy settings and change how companies use children's data. Another would require social media companies to have a customer service line where concerned users could report inappropriate content that would need to be removed within three days. A third bill, still in development, would require social media platforms to create an identity verification process. More stories, podcasts, and videos at NowDecatur.com. The Supreme Court takes up a case that could affect who you vote for. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, considering a case that could affect more than just Colorado, as former President Trump appeals being disqualified from the 2024 primary ballot there. Justices agreed to fast-track this case after Colorado's Supreme Court ruled former President Trump committed insurrection on January 6, 2021, and is therefore constitutionally ineligible for the presidency. Maine's Secretary of State reached a similar conclusion. Attorneys for the former president are urging the court to put these questions to rest, arguing the 14th Amendment does not apply here in efforts to boot him off the ballot disenfranchises tens of millions of voters. Fox's Jared Halpern. The U.S. has avenged the attack on a base in Jordan that killed three American soldiers with another retaliatory strike. This one in Iraq killed the commander who led the militia behind the attack. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has left the Middle East after another attempt at a ceasefire in Gaza stalled. The Senate may vote today trying to advance billions of dollars in military aid to Israel and Ukraine and Taiwan without border security provisions attached. After that bigger bill failed to advance, frustrating Independent Senator Kirsten Cinema. For four months, we've been unable to move forward, unable to defend democracy overseas because of the urgent need to secure our border. And then suddenly, in the last 48 hours, the border no longer matters. Republican Senator Ron Johnson tells Fox it would not have stopped record illegal immigration. They weren't negotiating to secure the border. They were negotiating for political cover, and the bill reflects that. Six people are unaccounted for in East Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, outside Philadelphia. Feared dead in a house gutted by flames in a fire believed to be set after a shootout with police right near a daycare. My teacher told, told us to run to the building and get on lockdown. I was scared and I was praying to, my, to God. Two police officers were injured in the shooting. America's listening to Fox News. New year, even a presidential election year, but we are still facing the same issues. You need to prepare for the worst. Protect your home, your family, and your investments. It's time to reach out to the Oxford Gold Group. They make it simple for you, whether you are buying more gold, diversifying your 401k, or buying gold for the first time. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. Looking for top-notch personal protection? The Smith & Wesson Equalizer is here to level the playing field. Easy-to-rack slide, easy-to-control ergonomic grip. It's designed for you. With a 10, 13, and 15-round magazine included, size up for better control or size down for easier concealment. Don't miss out on the opportunity to upgrade your safety. Visit your local dealer now. To learn more about the Equalizer, visit smith-wesson.com. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. All capacity sizes may not be available in your jurisdiction. Be sure to check your local laws and regulations. Well, the Supreme Court considers whether former President Trump should be allowed on the primary ballot in Colorado in a big election year case. It is caucus day for Republicans in Nevada. And a Trump victory is assured. Only he and longshot challenger Ryan Binkley can be considered by voters. After the state held a primary earlier this week with the former president's name not on the ballot. After the state moved in 2021 to change from a caucus to a primary, a judge ruled the Nevada GOP can run its own caucus. The GOP then ruled that candidates who put their name on the state primary ballot could not run in the caucuses and that the primary would not award any delegates. Ambassador Nikki Haley opted for the state primary, where she lost to a none-of-these-candidates option on the ballot. Trump is expected to win all of Nevada's 26 delegates. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Nikki Haley says that Nevada process was rigged for Trump, and she didn't even spend a dollar there. Instead, she's focused on the next Republican contest, February 24th in South Carolina. They know that I was a good governor. Now we're showing them that I can be a good president. So we're going to work hard. We think we're going to have a good day, and we're going to keep on going to Michigan. We're going on to Super Tuesday. We're not stopping. Now, President Biden has one less challenger, 
Marianne Williamson has dropped out of the Democratic race after his easy primary wins in South Carolina and Nevada. This one campaign is over now, but that larger arc of American history, it goes on. And it is my deepest hope that we in some way contributed to that larger story. We have breaking news just now from the Marines. The five Marines who were on board a helicopter that went down in stormy weather in mountains outside San Diego on a flight from Las Vegas to California have been confirmed dead. The helicopter had gone down early yesterday morning. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. A primary care physician from Memorial Care can help you better manage your medications. Having one provider who knows your health can help ensure your meds are working together. Physicians in Decatur are accepting new patients. Visit memorial.health today. Isn't it time you start having regular checkups? A primary care physician from Memorial Care can help detect illness early and help you plan for future wellness. Physicians in the Decatur area are accepting new patients. Visit memorial.health today. This is real estate agent Sandra Yelovich with Brinkarder Realtors. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Selling opportunities are better than ever. Call me, Sandra Yelovich, at 217-855-1196 to find out more. Investing in real estate is investing in your future. So again, call me, Sandra, at 217-855-1196 for all your real estate needs. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. Here's a look at your news. Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Slight chance of showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Partly sunny, high near 60. For tonight, partly cloudy and windy with a low of 47. For Friday, sunny with a high of 64. And Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 45 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.06. Good morning and welcome to the Thursday edition of Buyers and Company. We're going to focus a little on downtown Decatur with the City Hall Insider, former Mayor of Decatur, publisher of the Tribune, Paul Osborne, plus Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports, next. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Warm temperatures, no fog. Remember, every free day you get in February is another day closer to spring. Just chalk that up. I know it's hard to look at it that way, and you're going to wake up to some cold days. We're not out of the woods completely, but this week just feels like a freebie. It's house money. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, we're just, we're playing on house money. That's exactly the way to look at it. Good morning and welcome. Uh, Paul Osborne in the studios with us as he is every Thursday at seven. You know, I, 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 I get kind of excited. We were having a conversation off the air during the, uh, the news break there about the plans or the, maybe the plans for the Barnes building. And, uh, man, I think I would move in there in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I, uh, it's a, as we were talking, uh, before I moved into this building, we were thinking about moving the newspaper. Yeah, I didn't mean the company, by the way. I just meant me. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah. sent any ripples out there. Yeah. Uh, Tony, we're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. But the, uh, but I, and I did look at the, some offices up there and uh, the most appealing part of it was the view from those upper floors there. That just, it's like you're in a plane flying over Decatur. Yeah, yeah. You just see everything. And I, you know, the plans are talking about, uh, you know, the views from the windows and, and everything that could happen to that building. That is pretty exciting stuff. All right. So the, the council approved, uh, uh, an agreement, uh, with Walker Consultants for professional engineering services for a downtown parking structure concept design study. Because every time you do anything with government, it's got to have 75 words. So we can't just be, let's look at the parking garage. Uh, yeah. and, that would be a 200 per car, from what I understand, parking garage. The the guy, and, and I, I I've not I don't I've not met him. I am told I've been at a couple of things that he was there, but I don't know that. I've never met the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his his plans, according to the memo from the city manager to the city council members, is to take the 12 story structure and turn it into a hotel. 
and then take the five-story structure, because those were built at different times. I mean, you right. think of it as one building, but it's actually two, and and have uh, really nice apartments. Now, we need really nice apartments, first and foremost. Um, there, there's a really nice apartment over in this direction that was on the market for like a half a day, and the lease was signed, and it's only used a couple of times a year by one of the companies that are here uh, in Decatur. I mean, there, there's a need for that. A downtown hotel, we do a lot more hotel rooms in this community than most people realize. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's not just for special events that those hotel rooms are, are utilized. We have people coming and going yeah. here. And, that, and I also don't know what's going to happen to the Decatur Conference Center and Hotel. I mean, there are things out there like on the landscape of what do you think? I would, you know, I've never met this guy. I know there have been people who have come in with big ideas and stuff didn't work out or whatever. I'm rooting for this. Well, yeah. Why, how can you not root for? It? Yeah, it, it's a. Uh... In fact, I, I want to live there. If this <laughs> happens, consider this my deposit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can walk to work then, right? I, I lived in downtown Decatur for eight, nine years. Uh, ahead of, I think, I mean, there had always been some people living here or there, or whatever, but it, 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 there is so much to it that, that I loved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I almost live here. I mean, when you, yeah, you work do. so many hours, you're, you're here at 5 a.m. and leave yeah. at 9. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but I, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think anything, uh, and you need, you need something like that to happen downtown to really get people excited. You start seeing that you have someone that has the know-how, that has the money to do it and, and wants the city kind of to, to work with him to cause this to happen. Yeah, that could be a you know a tremendous plus for the downtown area, and and there's and that building is you know. it, it's just sitting there right now, yeah. and it's got such great history and architecture and potential and all of that. Now, the, the, this developer says that he believes or or he says that that they could get a national flag hotel chain, meaning you know like one of the names. Yeah, but you can't do that without a parking structure. No, well, yeah, and that's the hold up, and I I think that's why the study. Has to be done so the council will know what they're getting into, what they'd be committing, and you know uh, if that if that will spur this development. I think uh, depending on the money they would have to spend, I think it would be a good investment for the city of Decatur to say, "Yeah, let's move ahead with this." He has the know-how, he has the backing, he has the credentials, and he has the money to make this happen. I, look, I, I think that, you know, sometimes you got to spend money to make money is the old adage. And you think about all the retail stores and restaurants and all the, the ripple effect benefits of having, you know, adding population in downtown beyond the people who just work here. Yeah. Well, and you don't know, too, what will develop from that as a ripple effect from uh, from that many people then coming and going in, yep. the, in that area. So. You talk about downtown redevelopment, you know, some new things may pop up here as a result of that being developed. Yeah. And, and and sometimes I don't think people look at that. They look at just a separate project and they don't look like what that project could cause to happen around it. And, and I think that's the job of the council. They They have to be fiscally conservative about how they do things, but they also have to have a bigger picture, you know, and, and, and sometimes that's been a struggle. Yeah, it is. And I think you, you need a, a council, a mayor with, with vision. Or they say, home. well, we'd rather spend it on this. And, and the answer is rarely this or that. It's all of the above. You yeah. can't stop doing one thing solely to do another thing. You've got to manage all of it. Well, yeah, you have multiple projects or you should have going on. You have one project going on, you know, you're not moving ahead. You know, you know you're being left behind. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, I would uh, encourage, and I don't have to encourage them, but I know the council will be taking a, a close look at this and, and what the study reveals. And uh, and certainly I would not see why, if this is a, a credible project and, and checking the background of everything involved in this, sure. uh, why you would not move ahead on this. Well, and, yeah, like I said, there, there's a lot I don't know, but, but I am all in for the concept, uh, and why not? Downtown living is fantastic in so many ways. Yeah, well, I think they're... What do you want to do for dinner? Well, we're going to walk around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, walk over the park. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think there, there is a market for that. I mean, I, I don't know how many apartments it would be, but I think you would have no problem filling those. Well, it's just kind of an exciting concept as, as we're talking here. And, and when I first heard about it and then read about it, uh, you know, it's something like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's a, that's the kind of excitement you need for, you know, for the downtown area. Something something new, someone who sees the value mm-hmm. and and knows the worth of something like that and the impact on the downtown area. And as I say, and then what that spawns, right. you know, who knows? Yeah, so there's, you know, over the years, I, I've been told by a couple local uh, developers that the cost of, you know, asbestos removal and things, you know, any building that you tackle that's an old building, you run into these things. It's not anything special about the Barnes building, but that they couldn't make the math work. But that was when the building was going to cost X amount of dollars, right? And then you had to weigh that against, you know, uh, development cost and tearing out stuff. I, I think if you've got a guy or, or a party or an entity that's coming in that what it costs to build in Chicago or St. Louis and you get the building for hardly anything, you know, that maybe some of that gets offset. Oh, yeah. You can you can afford to invest in in, in doing the things you need to do to, to bring that building up to speed if you don't pay a lot of money yeah. uh, at the outset. You know, you got to remember there was a time about 20 years ago that that building, they were talking about tearing it down, that 12-story building, yeah. uh, demolishing it. Yep. And uh, so here, if this develops and, and and goes the way that we would like for it to go, looks what a mistake that would have been to tear that building down. Oh, we, we stayed uh, over the uh, – well, in the fall – uh, we went to a concert in Chicago and stayed in one of those renovated old hotels in downtown. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think they're. But they had to have a place to park a car. Yeah. Well, that's that's a secret, and that's why there was a parking garage behind the building to begin with. That's exactly right. Man, those were the days. Nick, you won't remember this, but I used to drive in, uh, you, you know, in the morning, uh, go, drive up to the third floor. I love that sound. It reminds me of all the president's men in the parking garage scenes. You know, like a car going up three floors, park. I mean. Place one, six feet from the door, walk down into the radio station. It yeah. was Curb great. <laughs> yeah. Well, when our until office... chunks started to fall off and dent your car. <laughs> Not on the top floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. On the top floor. Really? Wow. Yeah, we were on the third floor. Oh, okay. Top floor was the Four. fourth floor. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. You know, I was on the the second floor, and I always got there so early. I always had the choice spot right before you walk down the stairs. That's exactly right. You just yeah. go right into place number one. No one's there. Oh, Carolyn, probably, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 And, and I think when you see that and and know how convenient that was, you yeah. know, for not only for uh, the citizens building, the office building there, uh, but also for other yeah. like myself. And that's one thing you <laughs> got to figure out if you want downtown living, right? If you want to pay, you know, top dollar for a really nice renovated apartment, you're going to want a parking space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and a garage like that, too, with security, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and so you feel safe and parking your car mm-hmm. there. It's going to be there. Yep. And, uh yeah, I, I, the more you talk about this too, and the more we, we kind of visualize this, uh, this could be a very exciting chapter. Hey, I, listen, I'm, I'm all in. You, you know, I pushed harder than anyone for us to move downtown, you know, and that was into the Barnes building 16 years ago. Uh, and that was when Charlie and the family were still involved and there was great potential and all yeah. that. Didn't work out the way any of us would have wanted, uh, uh, probably including Charlie. I don't know. He, he, going to be hard to get a comment out of him. He just went, (laughs) but I still believe it. So when we had the opportunity to go, all right, well, let's stay in downtown. And and then the complete opposite experience with the Romanos, and they were just fantastic and and, just did everything right. Uh, I I, I wanted us to be here and want us to be here. Well, too, you mentioned the Romanos and, you know, I I did look at offices in in, uh, the the tall, the 12 story building. But uh, what appealed to me to move to this building is that we had a, a company that owned this building that was willing to do whatever you needed well, done. Well, look what they've yeah. done. I, I mean, yeah. I think this building right here is the ultimate proof that if you build it, they will come. And if you do it right, there's an audience. I mean, they, they, I mean, that building down there is almost empty. Yeah. This building here is older, has been completely remodeled and done, and is thriving. Yeah, and I think that you know that's the secret because you remember this building before the, the Romano Company got a hold of it, you know, uh, was not in the best of no. shape. It wasn't, and and, uh, and I moved into this building decades ago, and I can tell you it was something like out of the 1800s then, you know, with the big fan, the big light from the ceiling, yeah. and that, and. Uh, so this building is, a, you're right, is a prime example of what you can take from the building that has years on it and, and make it like new. And uh, and I uh, certainly love, uh, I've been here like 12, 13 years now, 
and uh, never regret the move. And I think that uh, to see that happen to the citizens building and the citizens office building, which is I've always known it, you know, by that, um, that would be great. It really would be. And it'd just be a, a benefit to the whole community. Well, and the irony is uh, the front page uh, story from the uh, City Beat column is all the history made in several places in downtown Decatur. Uh, and, you know, there really is one of the first things we did uh, when the interns uh, came to us last summer through Dr. Morris's program was take them around to show them the Lincoln stuff and point out the things. I, I think people walk by history every day and don't even notice. Well, and even drive by history. I I think I mentioned maybe a couple of years ago, I was walking down the street, a car pulls up and uh, he said, uh, uh, I'm from out of town. Can you t- can you tell me where uh, Lincoln Square is? And I said, you just drove through it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and I've had people even say that I, I give a talk and talk about Lincoln Square. And, and I had one person say, I've lived here all my life. You know, where's Lincoln Square? I said, and the people today know that as Main and Main Street. That's really Lincoln Square. I mean, yeah. We've lost some of that. And maybe with uh, more activity downtown or people staying downtown, right. we can recapture that and, and, and certainly market that. Yeah. And I think more public art and, and all of those things, you know, you, you mix the new with the old and you get a great vibe that just thrives. And, and I, I'm still a believer. I, and then you'll run into people and this happens in, in, inevitably that haven't been in downtown for 25 years and, and, but they've got their opinions on it. Yeah. Yeah. We talking about the same downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think when we and you hear people say, "I don't know why anybody'd want to come to Decatur," mm-hmm. well, except for Springfield and Washington D.C., Decatur has more Lincoln connections than any other place in the world, and everybody in the world knows Abraham yeah. Lincoln. <laughs> We're looking at Lincoln yeah. <laughs> out my window here uh, every morning. Yeah, and uh, and I think of that a lot. Of just you know, we're looking where he gave his first political speech. Yep. He practiced law in two different courthouses on that square when his family uh, arrived in Macon County. They stayed in the other corner of that. You know, we have all of that before us, and all people know. Many people know that as Maine and Maine. Yep. You no, know, that's Lincoln Square. Market that. I completely agree. All right, what else is going on in your world? I, I, I feel like uh, early voting is going to be like any time, or has it already started? 8.30 this morning. Okay, 8.30 this morning. Yeah, so, yeah. Is there an excitement out there? <laughs> Not that I've detected. I, I can't feel the pulse. I, I, I'm trying to. I, I mean, I know we have this coroner's race. I know we have, uh, you, you know, the uh, Dan Calkins, uh new old district. I mean, he's retiring, but it's a brand-new district. I'm just not hearing a lot of buzz. No, I'm not hearing any. I think the the coroner's race is the one that's. Uh, I've seen some signs, you know. Yeah, and uh, and we have a, a a lot of advertising that started by all the uh, Republican candidates because they have to make it through the primary, and we have three candidates for coroner uh, in the Republican primary, and then they will face the Democrat, you know, in the general election, whoever emerges there. So. Uh, it's the first time I think I can ever remember that the coroner's race has been so competitive. Usually it's been fairly low key, even before Mike Day, you know, became the coroner 20 years ago. But, uh, there's, there's more publicity on it. There's more focus on that. And part of the reason is there's, there's hardly anything else going on in the county offices. People are running unopposed, which is all right, particularly if you're the office holder. But and I don't know if that's because of the political climate that people just don't want to get involved anymore. But we used to have a lot of primary races, you know, to determine who would move on then to the general election. And that's just not happening this time. And I think another thing, too, is the districts are just they're, they're so scrambled now. Some people don't even know who they're going to be voting for in this. They that, will vote, but they don't even know what district they're in. That That is not unusual. Uh, you know, every 10 years, there's a census. And then after that census, they redraw the political maps. And then that causes a great deal of confusion. That's been forever. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think I'm in the 88th. I'll have to double check. And I think, uh, you know, the, the present office holder, uh, Holbrook from mm-hmm. Shelbyville, he does have a challenger in Marsha Webb, who's from Macon. So... But that's a tiny part of Macon County, and that's that's where I live in in that part of Decatur. So I think people probably need to check and to see what district you're in and and who the candidates are. It, it seems a shame. I, I I think probably what 
I think all the noise at the national level and all the screaming and yelling always sort of trickles down and impacts a turnoff locally. You know what I mean? Not against any of those people individually. People are just tired of politics. Well, I think the uh, you know, the presidential primary where in Nevada had 16% turnout, 16%. But I, I still don't understand what they're doing out there. They have two elections. I don't even know, like, okay, are you going to do the caucus? Are you going to do the ballot? Yeah, I, I mean, you're so if you take the 16% and you divide it roughly 50-50, that's 8% of people on either side. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one, what, Nikki, Nikki lost. To, to none of the <laughs> To none of the above. <laughs> but, <laughs> now that would be embarrassing. I, but, but who has none of the above as a choice? No. I mean, it's like they're still running things like Bugsy Siegel still in charge or something out there. In some ways, you got the Super Bowl, you got all this stuff coming, and then you get into like the nit and gritty of Nevada. It's a strange place. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's now, maybe it's not a bad idea. You know, I think if you gave me none or the above in this presidential election year, I might check that box. Well, maybe the people in Nevada know something that a lot of people don't. But you can't run. None of the above actually does any of the work. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I hope people participate. It does matter because at this local level, that's, you know, most people don't run into the corner. No. And they don't want to. You know, when my dad died, they were great, um, uh, you, you know, at the hospital that night. I mean, you, you don't know what that process looks like, right? But there's a process. And I remember, you, you know, standing out in the, in the hallway talking to the guy. And it wasn't Michael, but the I think it's the guy who's running, you know, as the assistant. assistant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they couldn't have been more professional and nice and and in a moment where you don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. So it's not something I think most people think about in their day-to-day lives. I don't think so. And I think, uh, you know, Mike Day is known for being very sensitive at those times. And uh, uh, I know when uh, a a neighbor's son of ours passed away here not too long ago, uh, they felt reassured because Mike Day was really, really a nice person who was very compassionate and i've heard stories too at times that you know mike would even kind of start crying to the people he oh, was yeah. so sympathetic because you're you, you know it's just it's not the thing you want to run into uh, you, you know but but when you do and it has to happen they were very good about you know here's what's going to happen and here and like all the stuff that you you know so it's important but I think it's hard to describe, and most people don't understand it. So it's got to be something about name ID, you know, or, or you know, the, the signage or getting on. I, I know we'll probably try to get all three, I guess, on the air uh, before the election. When is the election? March? Uh, was it 13th, 19th? I've... I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... It's right around the corner, yeah. you know that. Uh, and then, of course, you got a, a couple of state rep uh, races, as you mentioned. You know, yeah. but but you got a presidential race in Nevada, you get 16 percent of people showing up. Yeah. Well, it, it makes you wonder what kind of turnout we're, we are going to have here. You know, and well, you know what in. municipal elections. Look, I mean, you know what those primaries and, the, you know, like school board or city council. I mean, I, I I've never understood why people get more worked up about the president of the United States than they do what your city council is going to do, because that city council has got way more impact on your day to day life. Well, they, they directly impact on your on yep. your life. You're right. And, I, and that's one reason that I feel very strongly about you know, about voting to support local candidates that that I believe in. And, and my vote, for the most part, has always been about those who are directly involved with our community. And I, I think uh, we have, in, in this day and age, you have the, a great opportunity to learn more about candidates. I think, unfortunately, this time, uh, you know, there's not a lot of <laughs> candidates out there to kind of sort out and well, pick and choose. I, and candidates are kind of like small businesses to me, too, you know, these days. You know, yes, you can have your Facebook page, your social media presence, but the way that works, you're just preaching to the people that are going to vote for you already. Yeah. You're not growing any votes. Uh, and it, it's one of those things where I, I, I will say Regan has been very good about this. You know, the constant communication, you know, press releases asking to be on the air. Her opponent did that one time uh, and came down and was very nice and likable. But we haven't heard from him since. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Regan Deering is it goes everywhere. I think if uh, 
if you, you follow, and I try to follow the candidates to see what they're doing, and she's about every meeting and, and all over the district. And so I think she's really working hard at that. And as you say, when you have a candidate that's, that's exploring every opportunity to well, get known look, and the, the bottom line is this. you got two people that, you know, one is known up there, one is known down here. It's all going to come down to name ID because they're brand new to most people, right? right? And whoever works the hardest and gets out there the most is going to win that race. Well, and to I, me, that seems like her. Yeah. All right, Paul, we appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll see you next Thursday. Back with more right after news. Jay Crace with your stories now. The Macon County Conservation District will welcome guest speaker Karen Anderson to present her program titled More Than a Color, The Marginalization of African Beauty Through History on Saturday at 2. This is a free program, no registration required. The program is in celebration of Black History Month. The Illinois State Fair has announced award-winning singer and songwriter Jordan Davis will headline the grandstand on August 13th. Davis recently earned his sixth career number one with his two-time platinum hit, Next Thing You Know. This is the third straight number one from his album, Bluebird Days. Davis's songs have been streamed four billion times worldwide. Among Davis's other accolades, he was named Best New Country Artist at the 2019 iHeart Music Awards. Tickets go on sale Saturday morning at 10 via Ticketmaster. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, check out our website anytime. You can find us online at nowdecatur.com. This is a Fox News alert. I'm C.J. Papa. Five Marines with Marine Heavy Helicopter Squadron 361, Marine Aircraft Group 16, Third Marine Aircraft Wing, die in a helicopter crash in the mountains east of San Diego. The names have not been released. Donald Trump's attorneys will argue before the U.S. Supreme Court that his name should return to the primary ballot in Colorado. The issue is whether Mr. Trump committed insurrection by inciting a crowd to storm the Capitol January 6th of 2021. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen before the Senate Banking committee today about alleged spying on certain legal bank transactions. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, a member of the committee. Certainly we'll ask her about the FinCEN uh, actually spying on Americans by using key words. Uh, the Republican on Fox's Kudlow. America is listening to Fox News. Hi, this is Stacy Young, Commissioner Decatur Park Board, and I look forward to sharing my story with you at That's What She Said, Macon County. Since 2013, That's What She Said has served as a platform for everyday women to share their extraordinary stories. And now, the Community Foundation of Macon County is proud to announce That's What She Said is launching in our community, presented by Hickory Point Bank and Trust at the Lincoln Square Theater, Saturday, April 6th. Join us for this live, one-night-only performance featuring 10 women from our community sharing personal stories of life's triumphs and trials. These relatable stories of everyday women will make you laugh out loud, some will make you ugly cry, and everything in between. So get your tickets now and make a night of it. You will leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and proud of the women in your life. That's what she said Macon County will premiere Saturday, April 6th at 6 p.m. at the Lincoln Square Theater. See who will be joining me on stage and get your tickets now by visiting lincolnsquaretheater.com. A primary care physician from Memorial Care can help you better manage your medications. Having one provider who knows your health can help ensure your meds are working together. Physicians in Decatur are accepting new patients. Visit memorial.health today. Does it hurt to twist? Does the pain persist? Maybe it's time you see a specialist. Memorial Specialty Care is your source for specialists, providing the expertise you need to patients at DMH. To learn more, visit memorial.health today. All right, great start to the morning. What's the rest of the day look like? Today, we've got a slight chance of showers between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., partly sunny, high near 60. Tonight, partly cloudy and windy with a low of 47. For Friday, sunny with a high of 64. And Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 45 degrees. Your WSOY time is 733. Tupper on Sports on WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. 
Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, we're just a couple of days away from the big game. We are, in fact, and um, I was listening to you guys talk. I, I uh, am in that same camp that feels like maybe more than any other game, the Super Bowl is sort of quarterback-centric, and, and I'm not a gambler, but if I were, I would be basing my wager on the quarterback who knows how to get this done. This game is a little bit different. Uh, someone who's proven they can do it, that's not foolproof. Uh, this is sports. The ball's not round. Funny things will happen on Sunday. And, by the way, the 49ers are really good. Um, Christian McCaffrey's a stud. Debo Samuel's a stud. Nick Bosa's a stud. <laughs> and Brock Purdy, even if you don't think he's a stud, he's had a great year. That's indisputable. But I like Mahomes in this thing. And um, um, I think he, you know, there's something about him that makes the game just fun, makes the NFL fun. And And really, when you watch him, what an endorser he has become. He's really good at it, and he pulls other people into his orbit. You know, I know Travis Kelsey would be a hot property, um, given the Taylor Swift stuff anyhow, but he kind of got Travis in there, and he's made Andy Reid a, a commercial star, uh, and he's good at it, you know, with the Wilford Brimley look, and uh, he's not pushing oatmeal. This is a cheeseburger guy, Nuggies, too, and um, but – but he's just a lot of fun, uh, Mahomes is, and, and uh, so not only is he the guy, a guy based on skill and experience that you root for, he's a guy that just based on likability, I think you can root for very easily. So I'm looking forward to it. 49ers favored by a couple of points, and uh, the vast majority of the so-called experts are kind of leaning toward the Chiefs, and he's the reason why. No doubt about it. A little potpourri on the other side of the break with Mark Tupper. Uh, a little NFL Hall of Fame and a, a big loss in the Big Ten. Man, puts the Illini in second place alone. We'll get the details from Tupper. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank now open in downtown Decatur. This fall is a great time to stop into First National Bank to take advantage of our CD special. With a new money deposit as little as $2,500, you can take advantage of our great rates. FNB is offering at least 5.25% on minimum deposits of $2,500 or more and earn up to 5.5% on larger deposits. Stop by either Decatur FNB branch to take advantage of these special limited time rates. The FNB fall special requires a nine-month minimum and are for new deposits. Penalty for early withdrawal. First National Bank of Decatur, the quality bank. FNB quality. Bank, member FDIC. Back here with Mark Tupper. All right, what's going on with the Hall of Fame? Well, uh, the I believe tonight is the NFL Honors Program. This is where awards are handed out and so forth. And the Chicago Sun-Times is reporting this morning, morning that three former Bears will be announced as going into the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, one of those is Julius Peppers, who only played for a few years with the Bears, played with Carolina and Green Bay as well. But I remember when he was a free agent, uh, Lovey Smith was the coach then. And Lovey went and, uh, I, you know, they had a time when it was like at 7 in the morning, free agency can begin. So Lovey was sitting in front of his home in a car waiting for 7 o'clock to arrive and went in there and made his pitch and, and got Julius Peppers. And he was a great player. Steve McMichael, this is the one that gets me so excited. A member of the 85 Super Bowl Bears, a guy who's really struggling right now with ALS. Uh, just an iconic defensive lineman, Mongo, Ming the Merciless, uh, uh, became a professional wrestler. He will be going into the Hall of Fame, according to the Sun-Times, as will Devin Hester. The great punt and kick returner had 20 special teams touchdowns, uh, returned the opening kickoff of the Bears Super Bowl after the 2006 season for a touchdown against the Colts. Uh, so that's all exciting stuff. I'm really Really glad to hear those guys are going to get to go in. And, yes, we did have an upset in the Big Ten last night. You know, just a, I don't know, a week and a half ago, Wisconsin was on top of the Big Ten. And they have now lost three in a row after losing at Michigan last night. Uh, they've lost to Nebraska, Purdue, and Michigan in order. And uh, they drop into third place. Illinois now takes over sole possession of second place in the conference. Uh, Purdue is 10-2, and two, Illinois 8-3, and three, Wisconsin 8-4. and four. And uh, and I was looking at the standings, and you know, in football, if we look at uh, 
the Big Ten standings traditionally, we're going to always see Ohio State and Michigan up at the top, either one and two or two and one or whatever. And I'm looking at the basketball standings this morning, and in 13th place is Michigan, and in 14th place is Ohio State. Man, oh, man, it's, it's uh, hard times on the, for hoops with two of the uh, conference's most prominent programs. All right, my friend, enjoy the warm weather. We'll check in with you first thing tomorrow morning. Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All this talk about Vegas, by the way. And CNN on Sunday, February 25th, is going to have a documentary called Vegas, the Story of Sin City. Uh, you might want to put it on your radar screen. I mean, they're doing the whole Liberace, Elvis, Rat Pack. I mean, the whole history of the mob. You know, how did we get to where we are today? And all of that now embraced by the NFL. I mean, it is weird that we're sitting here with just sort of a, a certain amount of nonchalance about the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas. You know, uh, uh, growing up for so many people, you know, the idea that this place out in the middle of nowhere, all bets are off. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. All the things that are true and not true and things that you could do in city limits or not in city limits, all those sort of things. We all knew that you had to go out to this remote place to, and the debauchery just happens over there in that place. Now it's just a tourist place. Here's, <laughs> but, but no, and, and uh, yes, but but let me add something to that. There, they did the worst branding decision, maybe this side of New Coke, about thirty years, twenty five, thirty years ago, when they when they redid the MGM and they put an amusement park yes. and they went down this road of like family yes. friendly and then yanked all of it back. Right. Because the the juxtaposition at the time was those two things couldn't coexist with just a, a thin fence right next to it. But they never they're not going back to family friendly. It's still the adult playground. It's still the grown up place. And, and it hasn't changed. I, I mean there's still you know you can you can literally start with the rat pack to Liberace to Elvis to Celine Dion to Adele you, you know to you two and the sphere like the entertainment you know capital of the world the casinos the gambling no clocks in the casinos mm-hmm. all that stuff is still the same. They didn't bend NFL bent. They they did the movement towards, not the other way around, and it, and, and not just the NFL. I, I mean, you, you know, everybody. Right. And so, in this weird way, where it was considered to be even the name Sin City, you know, that that's the nickname. It's like sports just either figured out we're not going to change society so we might as well be a part of it or it's just too much money to to not change or whatever the reasoning is yeah and i probably did a a poor job of of doing that i guess what what i'm ultimately getting at is the 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 economic dynamic has changed about it in the way that it used to be like look we will we will fly you out for nothing. We will put you up for nothing. We'll let you drink coffee for nothing. We'll feed you for nothing. We just want you to leave all that extra cash over in one of these buildings. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you're coming anyway. You pay full boat for your flight. If you're here all the time, we'll give you a deal in the room. Otherwise, it's expensive. And and we're going to charge you for all the things along the way because you're coming anyway. Yeah, there's still a lot of the comp stuff that goes not on. Not the way it was. No, well, but not for for newbies or people who aren't there very often. That, but that wasn't there even back in the heyday. I mean, you like I, I had a couple of memberships at a couple of hotels uh, in Las Vegas, and we would go every year, like once a year, and and, and you know that you're going to do X, Y, or Z, and they would do a lot of that. If you were going out to the first time, they weren't giving you that deal even 25 years ago you could get on and book flights from peoria like allegiant or something Mm -hmm. that came with like your hotel room for like three days and then like the little book of vouchers and you're talking like 200 bucks yeah but they didn't they didn't screen who it was they just want you yeah but that's not that's not what i'm talking about this wasn't a deal you could get online and buy through allegiant air i'm talking about the concierge desk at the hotel would give you a suite that wasn't a couple hundred dollars it was like an eight hundred dollar a night suite they would would comp all of your meals while you were there and, and they would up front even put cash in an account for you to gamble with i mean those kind of things i think still happen for regular gamblers you know people right. that are there mm-hmm. not for super 
Bowl weekend or when right. F1's there, but when the money's got to go the rest of the time, it's not as prevalent as it once was. And they're probably not looking for the guy looking for a coupon book and a $200 flight. That, but I don't think they ever were. Uh, you, you know, the people, they're making money off penny slot machines. <laughs> I mean, that's not where their fortune's made. It's made at the tables and then the, the higher end machines, you know, the poker machines and, and the higher end slots. Uh, and it's changed. It's certainly changed, but they didn't bend. They didn't no. go, we're going to make this more family friendly. They doubled down and tripled down on what they were after a brief romance of start trying to go, look, we're Disney. And then they went, nah, that's not what we are. The NFL came to them. Right. And the NFL, like all of these major leagues, were just waiting for the states, the dominoes to fall, to open the floodgates. And they were, they were, everything was, happened so fast because it had been dreamed about, talked about forever. Well, at hockey, I mean, you know, was the first. Yeah. The NHL was there first. Yeah. Planted the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so, talking about gambling in general. No, but I'm, I'm, yes, but I'm talking about, you know, Sin City being a, a home for a professional mm-hmm. sports team. Because yeah. we even looked at UNLV as shady. Yeah. The college felt like mob. There, and there's some, where there was smoke, there was a little I, fire. I there. know, right? And Tark and the boys, yeah. I mean, that felt like Goodfellas or something. Sure did. <laughs> it it kind of was. And it, it sort of was. A lot of really good players, Larry Johnson being the best. Grandmama, yeah. if you remember those ads. You know, he dressed up like a gold lady who was dunking the ball. That's great, but they found Tark's manager like in a trunk. I know. So there was like but it is it's it I sometimes have to stop myself and go, Wow, what a, a, a return I mean I mean just a complete turnaround on everything you had been taught for years about what was taboo is now the norm. And when I was watching that commercial during the break, I didn't have the sound, but I'm just watching sort of the history of Vegas, you know, from the mob to Elvis to Adele, you know, and all of this stuff. And it's like, all right. I don't care. The gambling stuff annoys me in the product. Not enough to not watch the product. It's just a critique. Like I, I just, I liked it better when Jim Nance wasn't telling me to go to some app during golf to bet. Right? Yeah. That's also what I don't understand about why people get annoyed about Taylor Swift. I, I, I mean, I would much rather see an eight-second clip of her or, than them pushing their gambling app on. Right. Her. But they got to do what they got to do. I guess. I just don't know how they do the serious face suspend players. I, I, I mean, that still to me feels like, okay, that's the same thing as the MAGA people rooting for San Francisco. Sitting there in your own irony, and you can't see it. Or you can, and you don't care because money talks. I made that I made that argument for like 40 minutes on the show one day. I made you mad about it. No, I, I think you can't. I mean, I think there's things players can't do. I, I mean, there's if you for look at what people do with conspiracy theories out of nothing. Yeah. Right. The NFL or Super Bowl logo colors, whatever. Taylor Swift. Right. You can't have people actively changing what happens on the field because of a gambling habit. Yeah, I don't. But uh, I mean, that's not what I was talking no, about. No, I. But what I'm saying is, and and the rules are the rules, whether you like it or not, whether they're stupid or not. I think there's a lot of stupid rules, but that doesn't mean I get to decide I don't follow those. I, I mean, my argument isn't that they. If it's spelled out and it, as hypocritical as it may be, and you're a player and you're in the locker room doing this stuff, and you're jeopardizing the, the kind of money you can make as a professional athlete. That's just dumb. Yeah, oh yeah. Whether it's hypocritical or not. Mm-hmm. And if you break those rules and these are the penalties, right? I mean, you're, we all do this to some degree. You, you agree to do something whether you like 100% of it or not because this is the deal. Oh yeah. On the grounds of you, there was a rule, whatever that rule was, and you chose to break it, you deserve to be in trouble on that, on that regard. But when the, when the rule may not apply because you're nowhere around a team or have no contact with them or none of that. But like, I, but see that's I mean, that's to me I don't think that's what the rule says. I, again, I I mean just to reiterate it, that rule probably just the fact that you are a football player is not all football players aren't created the same. Some have intimate knowledge of what's going on. Some aren't around the team at all. 
so how, okay. This is, I think, if I'm going back wherever longer we had this argument, is I think the rule is stupid, but it is their place. Yes. They own it. He deserved it. to be in trouble based on breaking a rule, whatever that rule is. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. So, it, but at the bottom, I'm, what I don't know, right, I mean, is how that slippery slope works. Like, right. oh, I'm betting against other teams, not my team. Okay. You know, until you're not. Right. But I mean, if, if so, people will stop the slippery slope. When it, so like the league, who which would certainly benefit by certain outcomes or teams and featured spots. So just the proximity, if we're just going to be, hey, that guy's football player, he can dictate a game. Mm-hmm. How can the league not dictate a game or games or standings or whatever? Uh, I mean, so people are like conditional with their slippery slopeness. I, I look, that's that's a very definition of life. Um, you could apply that to just about anything in can. the world. I know you can. Uh, and then so we're going to let the refs bet. Uh, we've seen if we saw that in the NBA, <laughs> that did not go well. Right, that guy's name Donahue? Was that his name? Uh, yeah, that's been a while back. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but well, even in college, right? I mean, oh, because yeah. they can impact. They the, absolutely you know, the can. So I'm just saying the hypocrisy is we're all here acting like this conversation doesn't exist. Exactly. When I say we all, I mean the NFL. Yes. Yeah, it's now just normal. Yeah, and we're assuming that every player, everybody in the front office, every coach, every referee, every team, every league. Every business part, all of that is in good faith, and we're just giving you a service. Yeah. But if a, but if a player goes near those I know, murky waters. I know. Like, I know. But I, but I, I don't – sports will mean nothing to me. I know you like wrestling. Part of the reason I don't like wrestling is I, I – I, I don't want the outcome to be Pre- decided. Yes. And that's not a judgment. It's just me, right? Mm-hmm. I want the Super Bowl to go down to the wire. Even if it means my team not winning, I want that excitement. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to turn that on feeling like that is tainted in any way at all. Not by by somebody who's want to make a lot of money that's still mobbed up in Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. I, or young Players being taken advantage of, or you know, you know, they may not even have bad intent. Mm-hmm. But the next thing you know, yeah. And so I get that concern, but I don't know how you can legitimize that concern while over here you're taking the billions of dollars and doing exactly what you say these players would be tempted to do. Hockey player with a gambling site on their helmet suspended for gambling on that very site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even. How do you even look? Look, the Swiss have already entered a lawsuit against steak. Uh, you, you know, I mean, yeah. before a race has been, you know, there's already legal action going right. on. They unveiled the car, the F1 car, the the former Alfa Romeo team, and because this is an international or Bitcoin, I, I don't know exactly. It's a gambling company, mm-hmm. um, and they're an international sport that go to countries that have all kinds of different laws. It's already a problem, right? Before they've even done a practice session. It's complicated. It I, I don't claim to have the answers, but I recognize the hypocrisy. Sure. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But I don't think you can have players batting. I just, whether you're taking the money, I mean, that looks bad on you, meaning the NFL, but I just don't, I think people have to have some trust in sports to be fans. I mean, we live with an umpire will get a wrong call. We live with we got robbed. We live, but I don't know that we would if you felt like it was being manipulated because of that. Right, and that's why I think it might have been dangerous for the leagues to have official partnerships in the way. I don't dis I don't disagree. Yeah, because of that very concern, it's just we're willing to overlook it from an in, from an industrial level. But we're not. We're sitting here talking about it, the hypocrisy. I, co- I mean, collectively, yeah. it's now just right there. Well, I think. Diehard fans and gamblers and people, boy, they don't care. No, no, diehards don't. But the people that are concerned with how optics or how things might lead the, to distrust, they do care. Hey, you're in bed with them. Of course, money's flowing. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I'm, my mind is not that paranoid about stuff. I mean, I don't think just because the the gambling buys all the advertising that it's going to impact the outcome of a game. Maybe that's. I don't know. I'm not paranoid about it either. That's why I'm saying like this. That's why I'm arguing in the players' favor. Like, what's that? Yeah. 
for those that are concerned about hey, this, let's keep the game pure or whatever. Like, it's no longer the, pure. First of all, the We're game's never been pure. Well, that's I, the I idea. I, I know. That's not my point. I don't, pure means you're not pumping them full of drugs to get them out there and play through pain. I, there's no pure in any of this. Never has been. Yeah. Go back to Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. There's no pure. <laughs> no. There's never been pure. What I want to know Fair. is that that game gets decided by those players out on that field mm-hmm. in an honest competition. Sure. Right? Yeah. Or as close to that as you can get. Right. And I get that human error will come into that. Referees aren't going to be perfect. You're not, you're going to get calls that are wrong. Now today, with all the technology and the, the ability to really kind of, you know, I know it's still sometimes that doesn't matter, but I feel like when I watch the product, I'm getting a fair contest. Yeah. And I'll I don't know that. what that looks like five years from now. Five years ago, I would have told you there was no way the NBA would be taking casino money. I mean, would you have guessed it? Didn't seem like it. I mean, once once these daily fantasies started poking through and the laws started changing, that's when I, I would have opened it, but prior to that, no, I would, it wouldn't have been on my radar. Because it was the antithesis of, of everything yeah. they were saying. And the consumerism just, just blew the doors off of it. Yeah. And the Las Vegas now because it's tame because you don't have to fly no. to Sin City nope. to do this. You're sitting on your couch doing it on your phone. Exactly right. Play by play. Right. This next play will Real be past time. $10. Yeah. Uh, run. Dang. And I also think the downside of that to society, I mean, forget the NFL and the look and all that. I, I just think you're sucking more people into doing things they don't have money to do and causing more problems. Whenever you have to run something, like the, I, I love the fact that the state of Illinois has legalized gambling, legalized marijuana, and then they have a whole budget of telling you how to get help with those things. So you've got the revenue source that you want off this, but then you got to spend money running ads to tell people how to get help from the thing you just did to get money off this. In life in general, and I'm not a uh, uh, a moralist. I don't tell people how to live their lives at all, uh, as long as you're not harming other people or or whatever. But but it's generally, I would think, not a good thing that if when you do something, you have to literally take a big chunk of the budget you just did to warn people about the dangers of the thing you just did. Seems counterintuitive because you could just avoid the thing. Right. But you want the revenue. The money. Yeah, you wouldn't have the money. Yeah. So we'll take 100% of the revenue. We'll spend 30% on telling people we care about you. We don't want you to be addicted. We still get 70% of the revenue. And if you listen to our sister station, Fox, and this isn't any knock, but it's like every single ad for gambling and the disclaimers that go with that, they're longer than the ad for the gambling because they got to tell you every single state and how you get help. Right. Because we're not even uniform on that. No. Tennessee's way different than Illinois. So at the end of the day, I, I watched an incredible um What's the Brian Gumble show on uh, HBO? Real sports. Real sports. Uh, they went over because this stuff's been going on in Europe longer than here, in and around soccer and, and other. And, and they told some pretty powerful stories about where we're maybe heading. And then that's just a metaphor for life. People are always willing to make a quick buck, turn away their gut and their you know every, their integrity. I'm getting into moralist territory. I don't want to do that. You want to gamble, have fun this weekend. A lot of people are. Go for it. Billions. Yeah. Uh, but there's no way, and, and it won't bother my experience. I'm going to watch the game. I'm not protesting. But there's no way Roger Goodell or anybody that's associated with the league standing in Las Vegas this weekend can't see their own hypocrisy. You can't see it from those piles of money. It's way down there. <laughs> it's a tall view. <laughs> Uh, I just focus on the game, but I don't do all the other stuff. And generally in a commercial break, I'm on the move because I, I, I get that we'll get maybe some good commercials. I've probably seen most of them by now anyway. That's the weird thing. I mean, I liked the old way of you had to be there during the break to see it. I'm going in untainted. I haven't seen any of them. 
Um, on purpose. Uh, well, no, but but I, I don't want to have to work at something. I know. Like, to avoid stuff. Yes, I consume too much, right? I'm good squinter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a that's a skill I need to work on yeah, a little bit. Squint. Yeah, I'm going to do the, I'm going to like practice my squinting. All right. When we get back on the uh, other side of the break, we'll be into the 8 o'clock hour. That means the return of Deborah Bogle. Exciting. We haven't talked to her in a month. <laughs> I'm sure she'll have a lot to say. And uh, I'll give you a challenge update as we are getting towards the very end. Oh, my God, last night. Shake up, shake up, shake up. We will be back after news. Stay tuned. This is Brian Barnard, voice of the Fighting Illini on Decatur's home for Fighting Illini Athletics for over 75 years. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now, Illinois is setting aside a million dollars to help fund a grant program for manufacturers whose products are made in the state. Economic leaders say the program, which will provide up to $50,000 in matching grants for small and mid-sized manufacturers for innovation and strategic advancement, will help boost the state's economy and support the local workforce. Applications are open through March 31st. The Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity is partnering with the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center, combining resources including workforce support, market leadership, innovation, and more. The Illinois Department of... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.